tell um, where we've been and where um, we think that we would need to go. Um, so this is, this is where, and this, like Roy said, this has been two years of work that Adam and I have been working towards. We, we, Lindsay and a couple other ladies in the way, they, they manage our books, they watch our books, they, they let us know when we get to the red, but as Rory said, we've never been, we've never had like an itemized budget where we were tracking every single penny just to see, are we fulfilling our mission statement with even the church finances and the budget and stuff. So what you're going to see is a compilation of two years of work that Adam and I have been um, going through. And so with that, David, David, Bueller, Bueller. Bueller. Good job, you guys. All right. <clears throat> There's our financials. Okay, we're done. What happened to the... It was working. There you go. Okay, so this is... The 2018 budget. So this is the budget that we put forward that we're operating in the current now. Um, so this is this is where we're at right now. And and keep in mind that we're three months into <coughs> into this budget as we're in March right now. Um, and I'll just briefly go down the budget categories. So corporate events. What you're going to see in corporate events is 242 groups, church in the park. You're going to see things like the equipped school of ministry where we might buy pastries, donuts, things like that. You're going to see. Um, like the marriage conference, if there's folks that need, want to go to the marriage conference but don't have all the funds to support their full way, these are what we're calling corporate events, and we budget $3,500 a year to cover corporate events. You might think, well, that's a pretty low number, but you got to remember, like when we do all of the picnics in the parks in the in the summer, there's a fee that we ask folks to give to help us offset the cost of those, or the men's retreat, the women's retreat. There's a fee that accompanies those, and so we don't have to budget a lot here because. Those are events or activities that we partake in that we bring additional monies to the table. Us individually bring additional money. And so we don't really have a lot of money going out the door for those. Those tend to be cost recovery. But those are the types of events. So 242, church in the park, men's retreat, women's retreat, marriage retreat, those types of things. Um, then you'll see pastors and elders. So this is a lump sum of, of pastoral salary. Professional development for pastors and elders, um, funds for um, study materials come out of this. There's travel dollars that come out of this for the conferences, the trips that we would we would take. Um, and so that's a total lump sum for everything that would relate to pastors and elders in the church. Um, ministries, this is our K-12 and missionary support. So this lump sum is for children's ministry. So all of the kiddos in the back, there's a budget that we help buy materials and supplies out of. We we buy um, food for when we do lunches quarterly for, like, trainings and things like that. There's some monies in here for the high school discipleship program um, that Johnny may or may not have even <laughs> known that he had access to. But there's some monies in there. And then missionary support, we support um, one missionary couple abroad, and we support them every month. And then we support a local um, organization that... that um, does a lot of gospel proclamation within their their work. That's the Pregnancy Resource Center. We have a lot of people in our body that, that volunteer there, and we felt it pertinent as a body, as we have a lot of people volunteering there, that, that we also would come around them and provide financial support. So that's the, the lump sum there. So K-12 uh, and missionary support, both um, local and abroad. Church contribution for Nepal missions trips. 
4,000. This is low. Um, you might think this is low, but this is in addition to the monies that we raise all of September, October, November, and December as a church. We would ask everybody as a church to give to support Nepal, and then we as a body within our unrestricted funds are going to give an additional 4000 towards towards Nepal. So we know Nepal costs a lot. Um, you guys all provide what we would say is about a quarter of the total trip annually. The body does. Uh, and then the church puts in an additional $4,000. That's what we've budgeted the last two years. Um, building maintenance and office supplies, 6800 So this is everything from paper, pens, copy machine is in there. No, copy machine separate. Yeah, copy machine separate. Um, building maintenance and office supplies. So kitchen supplies, janitorial supplies, all of that annually for the building. Um, building purchase fund. So this year, starting in 2018, we said regardless of the Episcopal situation, we're going to start putting monies towards a building purchase. Um, and so we just said $1,000 a month we're going to set aside and put into a building purchase fund. We hold really loosely to that fund. If we have other needs or if we come up short in another area or there's emissions programs that come up short or, or if there's other needs, absolutely this money is going to those things. But we said if we can... If we can, we will put a little bit of money every month away towards a building purchase fund. Whether it would get used for that in the end or not, we don't know. But we did want to be diligent about setting some funds aside. Um, bookkeeping, $3,000. Fundraisers, we have a little bit of money in there as we've in the past done some fundraisers for Nepal, um, some other things. And it, it, Sometimes it costs money to put those fundraisers on. And so the point of a fundraiser is to make mon- money and not spend a bunch of money. But we do recognize that there might be times where we would have money unbudgeted needing to go towards putting on an event of some kind. So there's a little bit of money there for that. Copy machine, this is an annual contract that we're in from now until Jesus returns, it seems. None of us can figure out how to get out of this contract. We don't need the contract. Um, we, we've, since we signed this, we've discovered other ways potentially that we could probably save some money in this area, but we are contractually bound to, these, to this company and that machine for perpetuity, it looks like. So um, that's, that, that is what it is. Um, no, I think two years from now, I think. I think we have next year, maybe another 18 months, and then we'll be out of that contract. Um, dues and subscriptions. So this is everything from Proclaim. We have to pay a, a, a monthly subscription to Proclaim, which is what we do verses on and stuff up here. Um, um, things like our, um, our website hosting, how we are able to put up the, the audios of the sermons every week. All of these dues and subscriptions are coming out of that area. Rent and mortgage insurance, or, or rent and insurance. So this is rent right now for this current building, um, and, and then the, and the storage unit. So we have this building rent, which is about $2,500, $2,600 a month, and then we have a storage unit that we rent to the tune of, it's $444 a year, so I don't know what that breaks down to by the month. But um, So that's the total sum for rent and, and, and uh, storage unit. Utilities, about 8800 annually. Um, that's heat, lights, heat, electrical, water, trash, phones, and internet. Um, and then benevolence. And so this is just monies that we just don't hold tight to at all as, as anybody in the body or even outside of the body would have need. This is monies that we can just give to support and love on people in different situations. So that's, that's where we're at right now. That's our 2018 picture. 
Um, and these are all broken out into many more specific line items, but for the sake of tonight, we just grouped them um, by designation. So any questions about that? What you can see here is we do a lot with a little. I mean, comparatively speaking, the size of our body and how much money we actually spend or, or need um, to function, we do quite a bit with, with a little. And it's just it just speaks to the generosity of 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 the folks that the Lord has brought in it, and it speaks to just God's grace to us that we can um, accomplish what he has us accomplish with not very much funds. So this next slide is, um, this is a 2019 forecast of what our budget would be if we purchased the Episcopal. Um, this doesn't include down payment or um, any renovation costs. This is just, this is this would be our annual budget if we owned that building, okay? Um, some things change, some things don't, don't change. Here's a side-by-side comparison. Um, you can see that our building maintenance and office supply goes up quite a bit, and that's because owning a building, um, we currently only budget $2,000 a year for building maintenance here, but we don't own it. So the things that would require tons of money as, thing, as things would break down or we'd have to replace, we don't budget for that because that doesn't come out of our pocket right now. If we own the building, those are the types of things that we're going to have to own and those are going to have to come out of our, um, our pocket. And so that's a big difference is the building maintenance and office supplies. Um, we wouldn't be giving towards the building purchase fund. Um, but that 12000 that's in a 2018 budget is included in the 34000 So that, that 12, we're, a thousand bucks a month, we're going to continue to give towards building maintenance um, if we were to own it. Nothing else really changes too much. The one thing that I do want to just transparency, we currently budget 32000 which is basically our rent. And if based on the numbers that we've crunched for, a 30-year loan payment, our, our annual requirement to um, mortgage is, is lower. It's definitely lower. It's, it, this building costs us more rent than our mortgage payment would be. But we make up the difference here, and when you own, it costs more to own. Um, the, other th- the other big question mark we have here is Utilities. These numbers are based that we've asked for their copies of their utilities and we received them. They're actually pretty similar to what ours are here. The only difference being in utilities is we use our building. Um, We use our building a lot and they don't use their building. So even though their utilities were about where ours are, we're going to like need to double or maybe triple what those would be because we're going to use their building. Well, it would be our building a lot more than them. And if you think high ceilings, more lights, more like it's just going to cost us more to operate. But that is a big unknown number right now. We do not know so one of the, the potential utilities. That, though, is, um, the, I think we'll ta- end up talking about the, mm-hmm. the furnaces. Or Adam talked to you guys about the furnaces. There are seven furnaces in the building. Mm-hmm. There are 80% efficient furnaces mm-hmm. from... 1989 that are probably running at 60% efficiency. So when we replace these, we'll go with 95% efficient gas heaters. So there'll be, our heat will actually, once we continue to start replacing it, it, I say like it's ours, you know, so forgive me if if that sounds like that, but 
if we purchase the building, you know, that, that, you know, the heating bill is going to be a significant bill and that will actually become far more efficient and drop right. in time. And we don't know where those figures will be. We, we don't have an adequate picture of what the utility cost would be if we were to be in that picture. Yeah, Bill. Correct. Correct. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's where we would be operationally. So as you can see, what is that, about a $10,000 difference? Um, a $10,000 increase to be there versus here. You're owning versus renting. Something comes up, we can walk away from this place. Something comes up over there, we can't necessarily walk away. I mean, you can pros and cons this thing out one way, one direction or another, and it still ends up being about dead, <laughs> dead center. Like, Adam and I have been doing that every day for months, actually. <laughs> and, uh, but there's more numbers that you need, that we want to be transparent with. But that's how we would budget if we were to walk into that building tomorrow. This is a 2017 point-in-time giving versus expenses. Um, and Adam talked about this on Sunday when he said we operated at a loss this entire year up until December. This is what he was talking about. So we budgeted out, and from January to March, we were at 35000 Giving was only at twenty-four. So we, by the end of the first quarter, we were 10000 behind. By the end of the second quarter, we were down twenty-four. By the end of... The third quarter, we're down 22. Um, but that's not uncommon for us or for churches in general. Giving goes like this. And you can look at our books, you can look at our records, and you can see where consistently for several years we would be running behind um, at a certain point in time. And, and then we ended up in the black this year. And there's been years you'll see in a minute where we didn't necessarily end up in the black from a budget perspective. Didn't mean we didn't have the funds in the bank to cover the underage, right? Underage? <laughs> there's a Jeremyism. <laughs> the underage. Doesn't mean we didn't have the funds to cover it, but just from a budget perspective, from an unrestricted budget fund perspective, um, these would be the numbers. Are you comfortable with that, Lynn? Okay, okay. I seen your... These are just... Un okay, so that's a really good point of clarification. These are just unrestricted giving dollars that we're talking about. All Nepal money has been taken out of this. So whenever we talk Nepal, that's additional above and beyond giving that comes from the body um, that we would call the body to give. And the Nepal monies are not, oper are not in these operation dollars, so... Um, and just transparent, we did have to cut back on some places that we were giving this last year to end up in the black. We did do that. We made some. We had to make some tough decisions about August, given that we were at that point looking to be twenty-two. That looking to be, if we kept on the trajectory, we were going to be thirty to forty thousand behind. And we had to look at our budget and go. We we trust the Lord, but. Where can we give? And, and we did make some really tough decisions. So just transparent, we did have to cut some things out this last year. We weren't able to fulfill um, all the things that we wanted to do or hoped to do in the beginning. Oops. Go back. 
Um, so this is a, a picture of four years, income versus expenses. Um, so when we say the Episcopal is pretty well within reach, it really is in reach. It, it's, it's, I wouldn't say that it's beyond reach. But when you look at these numbers, um, we got to get real with ourselves and say, there's a financial commitment that's required when we go into owning um, and when we go into a building that's going to be bigger, that's going to provide more, but it's definitely going to be bigger. It's going to cost us more to operate. Um, and currently our income versus expenses over the last four years, you can see where it's, um, there's been a big difference. Um, in the, in the monies that have been given, and and I think you can see there. I hopefully you can see there that we've adjusted our expenses too in response to that, which is good. Um, we definitely didn't hit it every year, but that that 2015 that's hard because it's like you don't know what you're going to end up with at the end of the year. So we just spend and then we adjust accordingly. So, um, but again, we had monies in the bank. We didn't have to go out on the loan and borrow anything. We had, we had monies available to use, but that's the picture. Hey, Aaron. I know what I think it is, but I'll let Lindsay... Well, no. And that was the year we we gave a substantial gift, 20000 Right, right. And you can see then where the Nepal's money, when you include those into just your regular operating funds, how it really starts to skew the numbers. So that's why Adam and I, like, we're working really hard to, to get the Nepal monies out. And they're actually now in a separate account completely because for us bean counters, it just gets too complicated to, to try and track to the penny. Um, with the Nepal's money, because some years it costs us a lot more to go, other years it doesn't, just vary on who's going and what the trip's going to look like and those types of things. So, um, But again, what you can see from this is we're, we're still coming down quite a bit in our giving, and um, and I'll just put it out there just because I was talking with the elders about it earlier, it's like, but the number of people in our seats is the same, you know, we haven't really lost population-wise, and so again, just wanting to, as, as Rory was talking about on Sunday, like the barometer of our heart in relation to our giving. Um, it's just something we want to keep ever present before our hearts. Um, and knowing the numbers, hopefully then knowing the numbers will help us um, as we pray towards what does this look like? This is a commitment. Um, is it an attainable commitment? Maybe. Maybe. Um, but any questions about any of that numbers-wise? This is the first time, I think, in at least the five or six years that we've been here that we've just blatantly put the... And not that we ever try to hide them. It's just we've never been in a position where we've just... So it was like, okay, like we don't really know what this, how this is going to go. We're just putting them out there. But I think it's helpful. It's helpful for us. I, I imagine it's helpful for, for you guys. And we're always open for um, questions, comments, or 
or just even like, hey, have you thought about this or that? You know, absolutely, please speak into it. Pam? There's, so there's, so Janet, no, so the building maintenance, there's basically 2500 a month for building maintenance, upkeep, infrastructure, maybe putting some away for when we do have a furnace or two go out that we're, we're going to be in a position where we have to come to the body and say, please, we, we got to get this thing replaced. But if we've got five or six grand put aside, that helps cover the cost if we have two go out at once. Um, there's also in those, in that 2,500, there's been conversation about the need to hire somebody very part-time to keep an eye on the building and keep the maintenance up and keep the, there's landscape outside. There's going to be a lot more upkeep on that place than what we currently have here. And so if, if we're going to invest in it, we need to be prepared to take care of it in the way that, that, that we would want it to be taken care of. And so, um, it's not just going to be like, we can just run and use it and abuse it and not have monies there to, to fix the abuse that it's going to get. And good abuse, you know. Their, their current maintenance is done um, by a lady there, uh, but it's she's just at this rate she's just trying to put fires out. I mean it's not yeah it's not maintenance. It's oh hey we got a gas leak I, I'll get somebody to fix it or we got a broken pipe but mm-hmm. but they're <clears throat> short of vacuuming that are, that's about it. Um, they just don't have the money so they don't um, have the money. and they don't use it and they don't use it right um, yeah. but. Uh, that was an hourly rate and a part-time 20 hours a week figure for us, yeah, mm-hmm. based on based on builders who, you know, know mm-hmm. the cost of doing things. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. It, it's a huge building, much bigger than what we have, and, and we get a lot of volunteers that help. We don't really lack for that here in this building, um, but that building is much bigger, and there's a difference between renting and owning. Costs go up when you own versus when you rent. DJ? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's going to be a great question for Blaine and Aaron and Rory to all to all speak to. Okay. You guys want to take a stab at it? So trying to speak into a microphone as much as we can. Um, yeah, you know, part of the the mission of the church fulfills our vision. And so you know, that requires, by providence, gathering, you know. 
And so as we're a gathering local church, you know, we gather here and depending on the season that we're in, this building gets used more or less depending on the season. But this building gets used more than you would think. Like it's used every day in one way or another here. So, um, you know, we were meeting here this afternoon. People are meeting Tuesday. We do youth group here. Uh, Johnny and Jess are constantly evaluating on if they're going to be doing high school group somewhere. Um, your uh, different core type groups, you know, Paula meets here. Uh, Kristen's core group meets here. There's meetings that happen all the time, worship practices. So almost every day there's a level of use that's getting used. We might not be talking like major corporate gatherings, um, but our body goes through different times where just the vision of how are we best going to do this, you know, it may be with a Wednesday night Bible study type, almost like this, as you've been to in the past, it may be with an equip type gathering, you know, so it's going to get used. It's going to get used, um, as we've talked in the past with our children who are, are not secondary to us. And, and, you know, you know, this as much, you've been talking with Brenda about it, but, but that the discipleship of our children is a very important part of our church as well. And we talked about it on Sunday. It's no secret. We laugh about it all the time, but we are maxed out in the back, almost to a point where it's probably not safe. It's probably not to co- those type of things, you know, that we're going to have room for our kids to learn and grow in activities and to be able to fellowship. You know, we laugh because uh, we don't have a playground. You've heard that joke before that the kids are on the sidewalk spinning on the stop sign, but it's sometimes hard to fellowship in here with the up and down the rows. And there'll be a place there both indoors and out for kids to be able to play and kind of romp while, you know, there's a space for adults to be able to have some quality fellowship time and stuff. So, um, but it is a good question. It's a question that, you know, we call them hard questions, you know, but we, we ask, we're asking the questions, um, is this going to be a distraction at all from the mission, you know, um, from our ability, you know, so, um, that's why we have said, and we said it on Sunday, it may pencil out financially, but if the Lord says still it's a no, then we go with what the Lord says, but, um, but, it's nearly a lateral move. It's not exactly a lateral move, but it's nearly a lateral move. There's going to be some flex one way or another. So to be able to take a lateral move with some squeeze on us up front and to be able to do more than we're able to do here um, and more maybe, maybe safer or more efficiently um, and then to even have the possibility that down the road we own it we got no more building payments and we just start giving it towards the ministry. Then it's not sunk into a landlord's pockets, you know, that there's a lot to say there on the, on that part of renting, but <laughs> I'm not going to. So I don't know if, uh, if that kind of covers that. The, the leases do up at the end of the year. And so we're always talking about the lateral move being, month-to-month expenses, but that's assuming that the lease stays the same. We don't know that the, the lease is, is 
is likely, typically landlords, you know, at the end of a lease when they renew it, depending upon the economy, um, you know, and the availability, you know, are, are going to increase it. So it's a likelihood that it would increase some, you know, and could continue conceivably, you know, for, you know, could, could continue, you know. Yeah, so, and then you look at, um, there's different things to look at, both sides, you know, um, and, and some of it is the maintenance issue that we, that we have and the complexity, you know, of do we get on the roof and shovel snow off when it's leaking or, or do we not? Are we going to be, are we, go, are, are we going to, is it going to be held against us if we, if we do it or, or not? And those are just real questions that we have to, to answer. And then if something's damaged, should we go ahead and, you know, those, those are just little things, but those questions are a lot easily answered, much easier answered if, if you're the owner you know, you're required to take care of the, the things. And that's why the, 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 the bigger number there to be able to, to do that. But if, and, and again, not to try to sway anybody, anything, but if you're looking at $10,000 um, different uh, a month, if you, if you, if you don't include the, the, the great big down payment, but once it starts, just the, you know, um, into the regular 10,000 a year, sorry, thank you. Um, that, then that's, if you, if we think about that, that's, that's 10 families given a hundred dollars a month, you know, that can come up with another thousand dollars a month. Um, so, so try to put things in perspective as a, as a, a lot of times we're thinking of things as an individual homeowner, a thousand dollars is a giant step, you know, and not trying to say it's not, you know, it's a step. And, and like what Jeremy started out with, this is, this is for complete transparency, you know, in that, so you guys can see all the numbers. Um, anyway, well, and so along with that, what you got to notice in this budget is this doesn't include. So we're talking about numbers that this last year, you know, we budgeted 130. We budgeted actually into the 140s. We only spent 124 because we were watching the monies coming in. We didn't spend what we wanted to spend or could have spent, you know, because we were just spending as the money was available. We're not hanging on to anything. It's coming in and it's going out. Like, I want to be honest about that. Like, none of us are desiring to hang on to anything. Just the fact that we are going to start putting towards a building fund of 12000 in a year would be the goal. Like, that was even a wrestle for us because our hearts just sitting around the table are not to be hanging on to anything. But the other thing about this is there's a response, there's a there's a financial responsibility that comes with this move, and that's why we wanted to put this before you tonight. We only brought in 129,000 this year, and we're projected to need 144, 145,000. And um, if you look at this budget, there is not a lot that you can cut without cutting the mortgage. There's not a lot that you can cut without cutting the mortgage or cutting a pastoral salary. Okay, there's not a lot of fluff here. And so this is a financial commitment, um, and we're called to give. And where's the barometer of our heart in relation to our giving? I don't only, I can only answer that for my own heart before the Lord, right? You can only answer that in your own heart before the Lord. Um, but again, we want to be transparent with the numbers. It is a lateral move. It, it doesn't not make sense, right? It makes a lot of sense depending on the direction that you look at it. So, Bill?
Yeah, so uh, the money, the monies that come in. Oh. So, so the money, f the money for the, for the down payment or building fund, it's a building fund. Uh, the money we have a separate account set up, that's that will get deposited in there, so it doesn't get convoluted with our current operating budget. Yeah. So, um, designated people can designated or write separate checks, but it will go into its own account. Um, it it'll just be easier to track. Um, but we do need you folks to like understand that there is a tie. Right. For our general operating, and then there is this additional monies needed for the building. So it's like we we do we are not advocating to take away from your tithe to put towards the building. That would not be that would not be the direction to go. Like we need to cover our current budgetary needs, and then anything beyond that is is above and beyond. And that's the number that we're talking about right now, Bill. Is that here, here's what you currently give. How much more would the Lord call you to give, if, if any, but how much more, if he would, what would that number be in addition to what you currently have? You can see according to the numbers, it wasn't until December, and it looks like it could have been fourth quarter, but it wasn't until December 31st that we ended in the black. We were going into December, we were still in the red <coughs> pretty significantly. So... Again, we don't say that to be scared. We just say that, like, man, as we're giving, let's just maybe give, like, let's just be aware of what those numbers are and give that consistently, and then this would be in addition to. And then um, Real quick, let me follow up on that question still. Um, it's always been our policy that when a, when a designated giving has come in, for instance, when we had the Oasis and, and it was the slump of the economy, Calvary Chapel is operating the Oasis and there's the slump in the economy and we're not meeting our budget. So Calvary Chapel's on its way down to die, but the Oasis is on its way. And so what we had to do, this was about when I first moved here, was you know, it's just known that anything designated at any point could be taken from this account to help cover the essential things here. And then, of course, we keep track of that, so then as it evens back out, it's put back in. But, like, if, if we don't make it, you know, then that doesn't make it, you know. So that's, that's kind of been our policy for the last, ever since it's been a church. So we haven't held tight to a building fund. Um, timeline for... A counteroffer to the Episcopal is a week from today. Um, we have been negotiating with them, just not not really even negotiating, but we have been in a room talking about this for, well, a year, January, I guess. Um, and they, in their offer to us, they stipulated a 30-day um, a 30-day uh, request for, the, for it to be valid, for it to be um, accepted. Um, and so we reached out to them um, and asked for another two weeks, and they said that was fine. So um, that, is, that is the goal right, right now. It was a week from today. So.
Uh, Eric, I think you were first. Go ahead. Um, well, I, I, so we're not really, um, we don't have a, I, I don't have a dollar amount for a down payment. I mean, I have some ideas in my head, sure, but ideally, uh, just as we seek the Lord's will in this, uh, I just think there will be some clear clarity to that, um, with what we see come in. Um, but there are some renovations that need to happen. We, we sharpened some, uh, and put a bare bones scenario together uh, you know with updating um an ada bathroom that we have to have um and carpet for the kids and pad for the nursery and um that we will yeah and that's for yeah that's about 45 yeah and then Yep. If you figure our annual budget right there, Eric, as yep. at 136, yep. and you think about a 10 to 20% down required of a building that's 350,000, yep. and then you quickly add up just some of the renovations that Adam's talked about, you can you can get to a, a pretty good number pretty quick. Yep. Um, now we're also trying to be intentionally cautious to say, you know, we trust the Lord and and we're putting this before Him, and honestly, we don't know how this decision is made. To be honest. Because it's really easy to look at these numbers and go, this is a pretty easy decision. But it's not that easy when you think about the other monies that are needing. And, and there's, we haven't got an email from God that has said, do this, right? And so we are just as much wanting to walk in just, Lord, we don't know. We don't know. And, 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 and because we don't know, we, we want to be very intentional about not just saying, here's the number we need. Because if we give you that, we'll go get that number. But we also don't want to say... Here's the number we need, and then we would stop at that if that's what if the Lord would want there to be more. We don't want to say this is the number, and then we so we're intentionally just kind of like, yeah, the, there's a sizable number that we're going to have to come up with in addition to the 136, but we don't know how the Lord will bring it. We don't know what's hard in that number at this point, and we're just that's why we're putting this before you tonight and saying pray that the Lord would put this on your heart. Yeah, yeah, so down payment numbers, 20% 75, right? And, or, yeah, 70, excuse me. Uh, right, and then if we if we negotiate that down to 10, it's 35. So so a significant lap. I, I would say the number that we could stop at is 350,000. Since we're talking numbers, I just wanted to hear, I know you guys have thought about these things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Jason? The door hasn't been shut, and so we're just continuing to walk in faith as the door hasn't been shut. And we, it, honest, like we didn't know what sometimes what the next step was, but we have a counter offer. The next step would be: Can we even come close? Are we close? Are we above it? We just don't know. And so this is our way of saying, "Okay, Lord, move in our hearts, move in the hearts of our people, 
move as a body and just show us clearly, um, if you would, please, like, AOL, you've got mail. You know, it's just something. We would, we would pray for clarity like that. It may or may not come, and we just get to keep walking and trusting regardless. Um, but this is the next step that we felt was pertinent um, to move forward. And the other thing that you need to see in these numbers is, again, we're talking about above and beyond giving. So we're going to make a call in the fall to give to Nepal. You know, we're going to make a call to, to support different mission, mission work that comes up, you know, this year or next year. You know, there's been a season where, you know, other things have come that, that we've felt really um, um, diligent about needing to support financially. Not everything needs financial support, but some things do. And so there's always going to be a call to give. So keep that in mind, too. The Nepal giving, we know that's just, that's who we are. That's where the Lord has had us. And we... For all intent and purposes, as of today, we know that's going to be a call again in the fall. So um, this is a time to really lay our hearts completely bare before the Lord and say, are we walking with blank checks as you would, as you would bring in? What are we giving out? And, um, so. Casey, yeah. We asked them if we could have it. <laughs> we um, originally, yeah, we said, please give this to us. Um, we did. Yeah, we we did. You may ask that again. And yeah, that may be may be where we end here. Um, but we proposed count, um, coexistence. We we proposed uh, living together, renting from them in a sense, uh, and that they would stay and and we would get a significant low rent and um and then we they wanted uh x amount of dollars and um the the purchase price 30, 350,000 is what they had requested they said that's what we want for the building it's not really ne- it's not negotiable it's just what we want and um so we asked them if they would be interested in carrying the note um, for a 20 year, you know, just for the whole time, uh, with zero down and just let us move in from one to the other and, um, not need any money down, not need, not not need to do anything other than, um, just go there. But, uh, and with some obviously, uh, would be renovations, but we, we had, um, so that, that was the original, uh, go, was, they had to send that up to their diocese and see if they were even willing to carry the note because we were <clears throat> not sure that we would get financing um, from a bank. And what they returned with was this was the offer for 350 with 5% interest and 20% down to close the 31st of December and a few other stipulations with some windows and some different sentimental items for them, so... Um, Joe, do you have a question? Just kind of back to the moving the building thing. And when you got to get a block for, for kind of kind of jumping ahead, but is there like you guys have known been they've always been similar with like this bigger building stuff? Is there like a like almost kind of a no brainer thing where you have some kind of seminar to bring money that you know to it because you have a a bigger building and you know they could bring money that and then maybe it's like. 
are those things use the building no use the building Yeah, using the building for uh, conferences and things to be able to. Calvary Court Palace over here. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right yeah. Right up, right up yeah, the gray area with weddings is that with the marriage definition these days, we would have we would probably have to deny certain ones. And I'm not just talking homosexual weddings. I'm talking sinful. You know, just or a lot of times, you know, you're telling people, well, we would do it if this if you know if you start obeying Jesus as you're walking into marriage you know um so that is that's come to our mind and there may be certain ways that that could happen but you're kind of you're almost opening up a lawsuit and we'll be on Fox News the next day you know and all that kind of stuff but hey if that's what the Lord has and then we've not discussed that conferences at all a lot of times conferences when you go to them there may be a cost but it's more for like bringing in the speakers and it's not really facility use. Um, so, I mean, it, it could be something. I mean, that, it could be useful. Yeah, but it could be almost like a... Oh, yeah, yeah. I've never heard that working um, for money making at churches, but I've never really asked, you know. But I paid plenty of money at conferences, so maybe it did go to the building. What do I know? I'm going to be asking that question to the Calvary pastors in Oregon. It could be useful for different things like that. I, I think there's probably a, a number of options, you know, that could be done. But at the end of the day, uh, if we can't budget them, I mean, we just can't uh, hope or expect for them. So um, if they come, if that opportunity to rise is great that can be helpful um but we just don't count on it for the same reason that we we're not budgeting we're not moving into a bigger building and placing a budget saying that we're going to grow either right i mean if we if this isn't for us with with who the lord has given us right now you know we're not going to make a move on, on the case that there's a what if potential of going to two services let's fill it up so we can that's not what we're about you know for several of us have been here for years and years before we even knew there was an agape box in the back <laughs> you know we're just not about that so um jason a good question. I think if the rapture happened tomorrow, it'd be a closed door. I'm going to let Roy answer that one. You want to? Yeah. Um, so, I'll talk and then, um, you know, I can get church discipline if I'm wrong, so. One million dollars. I, yeah, I I think that um, at the end of the day, no, no matter what comes in, we, we can still counter offer to the Episcopal, and we can offer the best that we can, and it may not be anywhere close, um, but at, this is only a good deal if we can afford it. So uh, at the end of the day, even if we can afford it and the Lord doesn't want it, we don't want it. So I think that the closed door would be them saying, no, that's not going to work for us, and we would go, okay. So, and we'll stay here, and 
So, um, everybody's been put together, you know, numbers and elders and thoughts and business people and, and just trying to, everybody's trying the best they can. Great questions, a lot of the same things that everybody's been working through. Um, my thought process goes into this a little bit. <clears throat> um, I, I definitely want to put room for the Lord to be able to do something crazy that he would be praised for. Uh, I don't want to put a burden on the Lord either that he's not, like, asking for. So, I, you know, but... Um, as full as our, you know, children's ministry is, um, man, we live in a pretty plain, simple building that we've been satisfied with. Don't hear a lot of grumblings and like, like desires to get big and make this about us suddenly. Um, so that gives me some, some comfort and, and just knowing that, man, there's a, there is a, there's a need in the children's ministry. So you, you break this up and go to five little buildings, you know, could, could be. Um, there, there's got to be something that, that we, we need to ask about what, what we should do. Our lease is coming up at the end of this year, um, and we don't know what's going to happen with that. Probably, you know, we can probably expect a, a little bit of an increase that we could um, likely, you know, still continue to pay for. We've had some issues with some maintenance issues and getting them resolved. Um, and so all, all these things play into our mind, play into our head, like what, what can we do? One of the things that I look at is I go, okay, so long term, um, we've been able to always meet our budget. We've always met our budget. And our budget's been here, up here. Like, we, the Lord has just met us. We haven't been a church that's even, like, people couldn't even find the agape box. You're, you know, just haven't done that, haven't brought that forth. But when, this, when there's been a need, this body has just, you know, blown the doors off of the need. Um, and I just believe that's the, the Lord going here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a generous Lord, and you guys, you know, we want to stay with the Lord because we always talk about the Lord's going to bless his plan. So um, one of the things I see is a no to get to your question, though, Jason. So I look at the month to month, and, and my mind just goes here, and it's okay if your mind doesn't. I go month to month, you know, from what we need here versus what we would need there, that's an extra $1,000. Um, and you're talking about owning a building and then in short time, hopefully, you know, not own it, not even having to pay for a building anymore, you know, uh, you know, all the pros and cons that way. So I go, I don't think that's a big stretch to go. We need another thousand dollars a month, you know, um, whether it's 136 is the, you know, versus 147 could, could be. But I, I just me, I'm going, I, I don't know that that's a, a huge jump for me every year. It's been, like I said, up and down. We've always made it no matter what for 15 years. Um, so the thing then becomes for me the sizable upfront cost of this thing, um, and that's a number that I'm really not worried about ascribing a big number to, because the the Lord's gonna gonna, I believe that this is of the Lord. He's gonna meet that, or or or, or not. And what we've got to do is we've got to put down. They've they've requested a five thousand dollar non refundable earnest money for this duration. So we could put the end of this thing. We've got this building that's that's we've got to make a decision by by the end of the year. So let's say mid October or beginning of November, something like that. We go. Here's our hard date. We need this number by. If we don't have this, then we can start negotiations with this building or something like that. You know. Um, so if we go, Lord, like we're gonna we're gonna walk this way. This is what we think. You know. And here's the number. And these. You know whatever the elders decide, and, you know, this is agreed upon, and they say yes, they're going to start asking, you know, here's, here's the asking people to give towards this. Um, so say that, say that it comes in something less than that. I still think it's up to the elders to go, man, okay, so it met the, 
it met the down payment, which was, let's say it's 43,500, which would be 12 and percent. Let's say that that ends up being the number and, and 60 grand comes in. We were hoping for 90 to do all the renovations. I still think it's up to the elders to go, well, well, you know what? This 60 gets us in there and we can do the ADA bathroom. I think that we're good for a while. There's an option that's there, right? Um, or you can go, man, we can just go a hard number. It's got to meet this number. And if we don't, whatever happens at the end of that time, whether it's October 15th or November or whatever, what the, the worst case scenario is to see if the Lord is going to provide is you lose the $5,000 earnest money. And then you, you start to renegotiate this building or something else. You know, so the no would be, to me, is it is a barometer of this church. If this church comes back and goes, we're not behind this, that, that, there's a no. If everybody's going, absolutely not. And I think that would be for the elder team as well. You know, you do the pledge thing and like four grand comes in and, you know, you pledge three grand. You know, it's like, okay, the church is not behind this. Not, not good wisdom. But the no is also if they even accept the offer that these guys end up, provide, you know, putting on the table. There's a no there. Um, but all the way, we're still able to see, like, if the Lord's, he can close the door a number of different times. And um, the last being the amount of money, like Eric's talking about, that's given above and beyond our normal tithe, you know. Um, and if that doesn't come in, that doesn't come in. But then we've got, you know, we've got 60 grand in the bank or 30 grand in the bank to be able to then go to move forward with a different option, perhaps, you know, and you, and, and out of that 30 grand, you take five grand and, and hand it to them for the earnest money. So the risk reward, I, I, just as a business, I'm not saying this is of the Lord or not, but of, as a business thing, here's a very uh, affordable building. You know, if you're just looking at it from a business standpoint, a very affordable building, a, a, you know, very good price. And, our idea is just to see if we can if we can make that. I think the Lord will, you know, I hope that the Lord, I'm not saying I know the Lord, would shut us down initially if we couldn't make it in the future. So, anyway, that's just some of my thoughts. Grandma Barb. Oh, yes. That was our secret. Um, I will tell them right now. So, I'm not pregnant. Um, and Lauren isn't either, so that's good. Uh, but the Episcopal has, um, agreed to an open house Sunday at 6 p.m. this Sunday. So a little walkthrough so people can kind of see it. Um, and that will be after, you know, we, the intention with that is, um, that's after we have asked for the pledges to be in because we didn't want there to be an appearance of um, coercing or, hey, look at this. Isn't this nice? Like, look at this shiny new car. We should get it, right? So, look at this 1946 car. Yeah, look at this oldie. Um, yeah, so, um, so that is, that is the new, newest piece of information. There will be an open house Sunday. They'll announce it Sunday as well, but there will be an open house 6 p.m. on Sunday to walk through and look at it. So, um, Bill.
Right. Well, okay. So first of all, uh, just real quick to clarify. So it wasn't an, a, an official appraisal. So they, they had got some comps and fair market value assessments um, through some realtors. And so they're taking properties, not just in central Oregon, but kind of all over the state. And so they range in, in dollar amount and they allowed, they diocese allowed the local Episcopal to pick the dollar amount that they wanted for, that they thought the church was worth. So um, through prayer and I assume uh, that's what they said. So through prayer, um, that's that's the number they ero- they arrived at. And so um, we haven't, we will, uh, but we haven't got an, uh, an um, official uh, assessment of it um, to know what they're going to say that building's worth yet. But um, the uh, title company's records of assessments. Got anywhere from 580 to 688, you know. Um, so that that might help with what you're thinking there. But that's assessment, which Kevin was saying that's often low. Um, but that just helps us with thinking equity like you're thinking as well. Not a lot of people wanting to buy a church, you know, so there's that too. Uh, so if we wanted to sell it, like, hey, Ascent, how you doing, you know, or any other churches that but, I mean, there could be. I mean, we just trust the Lord with that, too. If someday it came down to it's time for us to sell, my buddy Tom in Lebanon, they actually have been going through this for season two, uh, Calvary Lebanon, and they had a building kind of like ours, and, like, last minute, the Elks Lodge came open, and they got it for a great price, and it's just giant, and and someone else came along and bought the church, the other church that they were, like, kind of in contract. They some, The Lord brought someone. So... We trust the Lord in that too, but, you know, um, but assessed values, higher equity, it would help, most likely help very well in refinances, you know, and you can think that way as well. Yeah, the commercial lending institutions that I chatted with going into this was on a a purchase, they'll loan 80% of the purchase price, and on a refinance, they will loan 80% of the assessed value. So our opportunity for, if we were to go with a bank right now, we'd have to come up with 20% down on the purchase price. If we um, go with a bank when we refinance, we possibly, most likely, will come have to come up with zero because we will have the equity already in the building. So um, is there any questions about the building, anything about this budget stuff? We could do renovation questions as well tonight, but there'll also be a time at the at the walkthrough on Sunday to ask questions. They'll probably come up. But if you have anything right now, yep. That's. Uh, go ahead, Pam. You, you can go first. Before or after we have an accident, you mean? Um, probably after. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Start with some yeah. Roll the dice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, ideally, Kevin, you correct me if I'm wrong, but that would be something we could take up 
put up and take down and add to the front of of a of a uh, yeah. of a remodel situation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they're right. That's a, a cost, um, and it's pretty minimal, really, uh, in the long in the big scheme of things. A couple thousand, I think, is what we thought, but um, for protection, I mean, we have the downstairs, so ideally the kids would be down there running, but. Um, Titus is a little bit sneaky, so, mm-hmm. and we don't, we don't want, it's just not worth the risk, right? So that would be something that we would like to do, yeah. That's one of a couple of things that the building crew has said. This, our recommendation is these things would be done prior to moving in, or we would want the funds for these things upon taking ownership. Like, there's a, a handful of things. That's one of the major ADA compliance information. <coughs> we mentioned on Sunday that the, we were there, Perry and Adam and myself, and one. I think Perry went upstairs, and some of us were visiting downstairs, and he's like, he comes down, he's like, I can hear you guys just talking in the sanctuary. I can hear you downstairs just talking. And so then Nancy gets on the piano and starts playing it, and we're like, it's like she's in the room with us up here. Uh, so then that got us looking into insulation that would probably need to be put up on the ceilings in the basement to to stop the sound. Um, especially of the kids coming up into the sanctuary during a sermon or something. So that's another cost that's probably needs to happen before. Yeah. ADA, in case you don't know, you know, handicap, handicap accessible, like there's requirements, you know, of a five foot circle in front of the sink and in front of the toilet. And so things have got to be done, you know, the right way. So there, there's, it doesn't have that right now. So it's it's not compliant right now. So we we've got to do some things, and, and we elevator. really yeah. There's an elevator. We're not even talking about work, you know, that working right now. We're 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 honestly, in in my opinion, I mean, you know, we're we're at a we're, we need to spend you know a minimum of probably forty grand up front to you know, um, that's not fixing all the bathrooms. That's getting enough bathrooms fixable, workable for the size of the. Of the, of the body that we would have and, and other needs that these guys have talked about. Um, there's a lot of other things that are, uh, and that doesn't include the, the furnaces, um, as they could go out one at a time, you know, hopefully that would be the case. They'd cooperate like that one every year, maybe. Uh, anyway, we don't need to, there's no need to really replace them until they do go out. And they, you know, they could last, you know, maybe, you know, 10 years, who knows. Um, but that's a, that's a, a, a very realistic need. You know, um. and we don't have those monies written into the budget, right? Because we don't we don't budget for the what if, you know. Like I said, we don't we as it comes in, we want it going out. We we trust and believe that as <coughs> as the need would arise, the Lord would provide. Um, and so th- those are things that we don't necessarily have budgeted in. Though, you know, you had the building maintenance fund. You got thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks a month. You know, so not every month you're going to spend that. So there's always going to be some some flow there available. But in the door, they're they're roughing it out, forty forty thousand as a rough number.
sure. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. that's great. First, she first was reading uh, negotiation. Exodus 35 and 36 with us on Sunday, huh? Bringing in the materials. Um, and there's no heat pumps, so there's no air conditioning. So we've visited with them about what they do, you know, service a little earlier in the summertime, open up the windows at night or, you know, in the early morning, get that cooled down. No long sermons in the summertime, you know, or whatever, but, you know, but, you know, whatever the Lord did, eventually we could put the heat pumps in, do that, but, and we've had Dave Gagermeyer come in and look at how that could be done and should be done, but we're going into possibly a, you know, it could be get warm in the summertime, but we would use it accordingly and, and vent it out like that, so first world problems for sure. <laughs> Any other questions? And then um, I was thinking we could just pray together and uh, just be excited to go walk through the building together uh, at the Pulse, and we'll walk through it, and then we'll pray together uh, there also on uh, Sunday night. So, and just from the pledge, anybody can pledge the pledge cards again. Just yes. Like in Sunday morning. Yeah. So, uh, the pledge cards are in the back. They're anonymous, so there's no accountability for what you say you're going to give, so just dream big as you write on that thing. No. Um, yeah, woo! Sow a seed. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of IOUs in the Agape box. Um, the... The pledge cards, you've probably seen them, uh, you know, it's, it kind of starts out, you know, as fasting and seeking the Lord, he's leading us above and beyond our regular tithe um, to either one-time amount to help with that down payment, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start making payments towards the down payment, and I also just have a vision that God's given me this, and you can write in the comment section there. Our, our great kind of step of faith would be have it in Sunday, you know, by the end of church service. Um, and then as we go to the Episcopal church, we just don't want to manipulate you guys. I mean, just know that that's our heart. We don't want to be like, I mean, I could go one way or another. Either you're like, this is nasty. So I'm, can I take my pledge card back or it's amazing. And I'm going to double, but of course you're free to modify your pledge card afterwards or you know whatever uh be led by that but we just with transparency we just certainly don't want to you know walk you around like a used car nothing wrong with used car salesman but try to make a sale to you that's not why we're doing it at the same time just like when we're going in Lindsay and i are going to go buy a house together you know she wants to see the house you know before you know what are we what is this thing you know um, so we want to inform you guys well, one way or another. So, regardless, yeah, it's going to be a lot of work if if that's the direction we go. It'll be a lot of work, and regardless of whether or not we hire somebody, which we all kind of are on the same page, I think, to not burden some people and burn some people out, because it's not only going to take vol- a volunteer; it's going to take somebody with some skill and knowledge, and someone that's going to have some see through, because it's going to, you know, there, there's going to be a list. It's a, a two-story building, and there's a lot of things up and down, and, and, and it's just an old building, and there's gonna take it's, it's gonna take a lot. So there's good, but there's still gonna take a lot. There's gonna be more volunteers to help clean up, 
you know, and there's an outside now. Now we got things that we got to tackle, and, and, and we, we would have to tackle and do ourselves. Over there tonight, looking for siding, and, and there's honestly a lot of broken siding. It's, it's cement siding. It's good siding, uh, but, but there's, there's a lot of broken pieces that, you know, those kinds of things. You know, we have a lot of people that are willing to donate time and have skills and stuff. So that's going to be an ongoing thing. It's a, it's a commitment. It's a commitment, and we got to not think otherwise. It's a commitment of money and, a, and of time. And I think, you know, DJ going, man, is this, man, is this, you know, this is going to require a commitment. Are we, is this going to take away from our, our discipleship? And, you know, pray about that. Pray that way. Um, because that's what we're not willing to do that. We're not willing to take away money from our mission. We're not willing to take away time. Um, uh, so it, as much as that can take time and can take money, we'll take money. Fred is volunteering to weld anything that needs to be welded there. <laughs> All right, yeah, <laughs> weld the carpet. Yep, well, see you Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> write it on your card. <laughs> it's in French. Who wrote this? Yeah, yeah. In per, like in the number of people we have divided. Oh, percentage. Sorry, I thought you said person. It's the language barrier. So.
that's an excellent question, and that's one that's um, not far from our hearts always as we're as we're looking and crunching these numbers. And I think Aaron's got a really good answer to that, and that a lot of the above and beyond, which is a lot. I mean, Nepal's a twenty-five, thirty, sometimes thirty-five, forty thousand dollar expenditure a year. Um, and that's all for the going and the proclaiming of the gospel. And there's, and there's a lot of money that's in that that we don't tally as well. There's a lot of personal um, funds that are used um, to get into that um, as well. You know, people are selling stuff to be able to afford to go. And, um, you know, people are changing the way that they live for, for times and seasons so that they can get there or that they can help somebody else get there. You know, so there's a lot of monies that we don't tally in this budget, and, and, and it goes back and forth too. I mean, you'd be—I mean, you wouldn't be surprised. We're a generous body, and there's a lot of money that does not go through the agape box, but goes like this back and forth constantly. Even regionally, you know, with going to John Day or mm-hmm. just going to visit with the preachers or the mm-hmm. bake—you know—baking to go and things like that. That you know. Yeah, $100 a week to provide a high school meal. Those monies don't come through this budget. So that's a really good question to ask. And, and I'll be honest, that budget doesn't reflect that. Um, and there's really no way for us to, to know truly what those numbers are. We can look at restricted giving, um, and that would be a help probably to help answer that question. The numbers <laughs> of monies that are coming in for Nepal or, or specific mission things that we've done in the past or, or we'll do again. You know, we can have a better idea of restricted funds. What you're seeing before you, though, is just purely unrestricted, and you would be, I, I, I mean, as we've been walking through this budget process for the last 18 months to two years, we have whittled this thing down really small. I mean, if you can imagine, um, just a, as an example, um, I don't know, as we start to look at, like, so this year we, we, had, we had a budget for 2017. What we spent, man, that's what we put in our budget this year. And we said, we did, did we feel good about it? Did we go without? Um, nope, our needs were met. But can we even come down further from where we would want to be, like to spend less, to have more money to go? And that's how we were looking at those numbers. So not that those numbers are set in stone. They're always adjusting. But we do look at it from the perspective of where can we squeeze here because the point is to go or to give to go and those types of things. of owning a building you know kind of and and having having a paid staff and you know there's a lot of monies that go back and forth like 
Delaney and I, we've adopted a couple kids, you know. We've, there have been generous givers in the body that have just supported to us specifically, you know, that don't get run through through these numbers. And so there's a lot of that kind of stuff that goes on nonstop. You know, there, there's times where people have need in the body, and we let that be known. And, man, those the needs are met specifically. Um, so there is, it's, it's really hard to calculate that, Fred. That's a good question. That's the right question to ask. I'm, I'm appreciative of that question. That keeps us... Um, that keeps us humble, right, as we're looking at these numbers. But again, this is just penny-to-penny operation. This is basically what it costs if we're going to have a paid staff and a building. These are the figures associated with those two things. I'd encourage to listening to, um, even if you've heard them before, go back on the sermon player and listen to sermons on tithing and giving, you know, because, um, you know, you guys have been to Sunday mornings on the big Sundays when there's a lot of people there, you know, and, and you're here tonight. And, you know, when we look at the giving, you know, we're looking at about 50 families in the church that are regular givers. So 50 families that are regular givers, maybe 30 that are like significant, significantly important to that. Um, and by the way, I don't even know who those are. I don't know who gives anything, and I don't think any of us do. So, um, but uh, that being said, you know, as we're looking, you know, we're just, we are thinking a lot of times when we're crunching numbers with this. We're kind of looking at possible down payments, renovations, and we're almost going, so what would that be like with just 50 families giving? What would that be per family, you know? Um, But all of this, and we've said this for years, all of this is discipleship. All of this is discipleship. All of this is, and it's not just on the elders, it's on all of us because we're calling, and many of you are, you're plugged in and you're doing it, but making disciples. And you look around and there may be, 25 families represented here in this room um like it's on you guys to go and just help encourage the body towards biblical generosity in light of the gospel um because when you crunch the numbers if we were to just even as 30 or 50 regular giving families if we were to just start at the floor in our relationship with god at a tithe and we've talked we've taught about this in the past that I mean, really, if you wanted to get percentage with your giving, Old Testament, all, you know, it would really be 30% would be a biblical Old Testament tithe, okay? But let's just say florage, we're growing and learning how to give to the Lord in light of his generosity towards us. With 10% um, of people that call this home, like we could have a, a significantly much more of a budget to be giving much more to these types of things um, and not just be trying to like scrape by all the time. You know, um, Aaron says that all the time. So I'm just going to quote Aaron, but you know, we've got one staff member at this church, one paid staff, except one and a half. We got Lisa back there, bookkeeper part-time. No, <laughs> um, but you know, really we got one paid staff in a body this size. 
that's not normal for a church this size. And so I just share that to, we can dream the dreams of God of how we could, you know, just if the Lord stirs us to generosity, reaching locally better, reaching regionally better, just if our discipleship and we're learning about following Jesus and just being generous, not 10%, but spirit-led, we're just intentionally prayerful all the time about how to give. And I think we see that a lot. Not so much coming through here and going out, but going this way. So, The other thing that's really important that is an encouragement to us as an elder team is um, when we started to work through these numbers, we asked the question of what's normal in a church for giving? What's the percentage of people giving versus attending? And as you look at national studies, it's like 20% of the people give. You know, that's about... That, that's about average, not just church, but nonprofit or things like that. About 20% of the people carry for, you know, the other 80%. And when we ran those statistics for our giving, we were opposite of that. And that's just a testimony of what the Lord has done and is doing in the hearts of, of us in this body. As we About 80% of those that would attend regularly give, you know. And, and those giving sits in variable amounts, but, but 80% of our body gives we would say we would say consistently every year sometimes that's once a year but every year they could give that amount right and so 80 percent versus a national trend of about 20 percent like praise the lord for what he's done and what he's continuing to do um in in all of our hearts in relation to that that's an encouraging um, number for us we're going to right after bill we're gonna close her down we're gonna gather in a circle like we often do at our prayer meetings and we're just going to pray over this so bill last question given that you know it can still be fine-tuned but we've gone through the building several times um, inside and out and trying to come up with the things that uh, trying to give them the best you know most accurate 